Welcome to Better Animal Handling, episode 207. Center of Missouri, USA. I'm C.B. Chastain, your guide to better animal handling, and Ginger, my cattle dog and ready-to-go co-host. Say hi, Ginger. <coughs> Our goals are to improve your knowledge of why domestic animals from Chihuahuas to Clydesdales act as they do and how to better handle them safely and humanely. Today's episode is on transporting dogs and cars and trucks. Our topics for this week are restraint of dogs being transported in cars or trucks, preparing dogs for car rides, and care of dogs traveling by car or in truck cabs. More than 40,000 dogs in the United States are injured or killed in car accidents each year. Most injuries and death are associated with a lack of proper restraint during transportation. According to a survey by the American Automobile Association, only 16% of owners use restraints on their dogs while traveling by car or truck. If transporting by car or truck cabs, dogs should ride in the back seat and be restrained by a durable restraint harness hooked to a fastened seat belt. This protects dogs from airbag injuries and the driver from interference with driving, like vision obstruction or interference with braking, or being injured by a dog becoming a missile in an accident. Restraint harnesses for protection during a crash are substantially better constructed than harnesses that are only intended to prevent distraction of Drivers by pets' unrestrained movement in the vehicle. It's not recommended to attempt to stabilize crates with a seat belt since there's no data to prove its effectiveness. Dogs in small crates in cars are best placed on the car's or truck's back floor pressed against the front seat. There are no federal standards or industry tests for car restraints for dogs. However, the nonprofit Center for Pet Safety has testing and performance information at centerforpetsafety.org. Dogs should be desensitized to car travel by experiencing frequent short trips by car to a pleasurable destination with no adverse effects during their primary socialization period, which is 6 to 12 weeks of age, or as soon after that as possible. If they will be transported in a carrier, pre-trip training should include free access in and out of the carrier, being fed in the carrier, and sleeping in the carrier to develop a feeling of security while in the carrier. 
The handler should stop every two to three hours for the dog to exercise and eliminate. If the weather is hot, water should be provided in the shade in a plastic water bowl that cannot tip over. If the temperature is over 72 degrees Fahrenheit, dogs should not be left in cars. At 72 degrees Fahrenheit, the inside of a car can reach 100 degrees Fahrenheit in 30 minutes. Temperatures below 55 degrees Fahrenheit may be too low for some dogs. A dog should not be allowed to ride in a car with its head out the window. They may become excited and jump, which is hazardous to the dog and to other traffic. Eye injury from flying insects or from other flying objects are common in dogs that stick their head out of car windows. Pictures should be carried in case of the need to search for an escaped dog. Food, water, and any needed medications should also be available during the trip. Interstate travel must meet federal requirements. These include a certificate of veterinary inspection, provision of adequate shelter from all elements and protection from injury, sufficient cleanliness to avoid contact with urine and feces, protection against hazardous temperature extremes, uncontaminated and nutritious food at least once per day, and a program of parasite control. Dogs should not be loose or tethered in a pickup bed due to the risk of being thrown out, injury by sliding around, or by shifting cargo. Getting eye, ear, or mouth injuries from wind and debris, and if tethered, choking. An estimated 100,000 dogs die each year in the United States, jumping or falling from truck beds. Burns may occur from sun-heated metal. Dogs can be safely transported in commercial kennels, also called boxes, for pickup trucks that are properly shielded, insulated, and ventilated. If you have comments or are interested in particular animal handling subjects, contact us at betteranimalhandling.com. Now, let's recap the key points to remember from today's episode. Dogs in cars or truck cabs should be restrained in a back seat by a sturdy harness that's attached to a fastened seat belt or in a crate placed on the floor in the back seat. Dogs should ride in the back seat to avoid being a distraction to the driver and to avoid injuries from deployed airbags. Dogs should never be transported loose or tethered in an open pickup bed. Junior says it's time to wrap up this episode. More information on animal handling can be found in my books, Animal Handling and Physical Restraint, Concise Textbook of Small Animal Handling, and Concise Textbook of Large Animal Handling all published by CRC Press and available on Amazon and from many other fine book supply sources. Additional information is provided at betteranimalhandling.com. 
This website has more than 200 past podcasts with notes on handling of dogs, cats, other small mammals, birds, reptiles, horses, cattle, small ruminants, swine, and poultry. Don't forget, serious injury or death can result from handling and restraining some animals. Safe and effective handling and restraint requires experience and continual practice. Acquisition of the needed skills should be under the supervision of an experienced animal handler. Thanks for listening. Ginger and I hope you'll come back next week when I'll talk about transporting cattle, sheep, or goats. Hey Ginger, where did domestic sheep originate? Hawaii? I never would have guessed that. What gave you a clue that it was Hawaii? She said because that's where you galalies come from. Mm-hmm.